In recognition of Black History Month, we'll be talking about unique breast cancer challenges within the African-American community. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. If you've ever received a breast cancer diagnosis, or you know someone who's experiencing breast cancer, you know that it can also be hard to ask for help, even when you really need it. However, there's an unspoken cultural phenomenon of people of color keeping ailments to themselves, and in some cases, even when it is too late. We advocate that talking about your diagnosis and your treatment with your support system can be empowering, healthy, and important to your well-being. Your friends and family want to help, but what if they don't know? Today, I have the pleasure and honor of speaking with Kwanzaa Jones. Kwanzaa Jones is a catalyst through her work as a sought-after speaker, accomplished artist, investor, and philanthropist. Kwanzaa is dedicated to sparking change. She's also the founder and CEO of Supercharged by Kwanzaa Jones, a personal development brand that boosts people and organizations to better improve the world together. Kwanzaa sits on several boards, including Susan G. Komen's. Kwanzaa, welcome to the show. Hey, I felt like you included me with a drum roll. Yeah, maybe we can add that in. I love that. That's it. The drum roll, including (laughs) guess what we're here for the podcast today for. That's it. Drum roll, please. This exactly. Is fun. I, I'm I'm excited to hear from you. I know you've got a really interesting perspective on this. Yeah. So let's start with that. Why don't you just just give us a little bit of your story why you're involved with Coleman while while we're talking right now? I remember when I was talking to Paula Paula Schneider, who's the CEO of Susan G. Komen, and she was asking if I would consider being on the board. And I thought about it a lot because obviously everyone has always lots of things going on in their lives. But for me, ultimately, the reason that I connected with Komen and that I joined is not only is health important to me, but we also know breast cancer affects and impacts more than just women. I was really thinking, where in my life has there been someone who's been impacted? And I realized that someone was me, not because I was diagnosed with breast cancer, but that I had two aunts who were as well as a very good friend and her mother, unfortunately, she battled it for 10 years and she didn't ultimately win that battle. And after 10 years, she died from from breast cancer. So that's really the big thing for me is ultimately, Komen is about eradicating breast cancer. That's what it is. And it's, it's that simple. And when I think about where and how this disease has impacted adversely so many people's lives, almost everyone knows someone, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague, whether it's someone who may go to your church, whether it's a neighbor, there's everyone can think of an instance where it's impacted them adversely and has impacted someone in their lives or in their circle and in their sphere. So I just really, really believe in what it is that Coleman's doing. Instead, I want to be a part of it. Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm glad you are because that way we yeah, get, to, I am we get too. to chat about it. Yeah. And so, yes, you, absolutely. You mentioned, you mentioned that you have a personal connection. Tell me a little bit more about that. Did you have some family members or how, how did that happen? I did. And even as I was saying a little bit before, is that I had actually two aunts that had breast cancer mm-hmm. and I didn't know. And it's interesting because one was on my father's side. One was on my mother's side. 
And I distinctly remember when I found out for one of my aunts, she was much older and I was helping her get dressed. And when I was helping her get dressed, I realized she did not have a breast. One had been removed and she had had a mastectomy. Wow. And it was quite frankly shocking because it's usually you think, oh, if someone had some sort of illness, you would hear about it right. and had never heard about it. And then it was doubly shocking when it was a similar encounter with another family member on the other side. So I realized there definitely was something potentially culturally that mm. was impacting people sharing these stories. And once again, those are some of the things that I was thinking about in terms of joining Komen is yeah. it's just, Everyone, the impact, how it is, if there's any way being able, especially in communities of color, not exclusively, but especially in communities of color, if we're able to have these conversations more, because it makes a big, big difference. When you think mm -hmm. you're going to the doctor and you are going and getting checkups and then they ask about your medical history and you're thinking, oh, okay, well, my medical history is such that, oh, I haven't been impacted at all by this disease. Right, right. And then later you realize, actually, I have quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So those are things where the conversations matter, the communication matters, the stories matter and sharing those things. And when we look at it, I think there was a statistic. I remember reading that African-American women die from breast cancer, 40% mm. greater than white women. Right. And it's right. like, wow, that's staggering. Mm. And even if sharing that statistic helps people understand, we've got to tell our stories. Everyone, right. not right. just African-American women, not just women of color, but everyone. We have to continue to share these stories. That's right. And, and so just considering your story a little bit more, do you think yeah. there's any specific reason that your family members didn't talk about their diagnosis with the rest of your family? You know, I, I think it's a couple things. One was one of my aunts was much older. So I suspect at some point my family was saying, oh, well, you know, you're too young. You don't need to know about all of these things. Right. But I understand when you're younger. What I don't understand is as you get older, then when do you share this information? When yeah. do you bring it up? If you're not proactively asking. And I remember in both instances, I proactively asked and said, oh, did this aunt have breast cancer? And did this aunt have breast cancer? And found out the answer was yes. Wow. And so it made me wonder, what if I hadn't have asked? Right. Would I ever have found out? And so right. I think definitely from a cultural perspective, and of course I can't speak for all African-American families, nor do I say that I am intending to, but I do think there is, I think there's a cultural norm of having to struggle in silence. And when you're struggling in silence, that means you cannot show any weakness at all. And if you have a disease or if you have an ailment or if you have a medical or health issue such as breast cancer, it's nothing that was shared. And I'm wondering if it was nothing that was shared because it's, it's a situation of saying, oh, we have to be the ones, especially women, to make sure the households are held together to make right. sure the families are held together and especially right. in in an african-american community so mm. uh, those are some of my best guesses as to why it may not have been but what i think is critical is 
if you think about how do you change the story, how do you change the narrative? And instead of it being that, hey, even if you're saying, okay, I'm an African-American woman, I've got to hold everything together. Even if you think from the perspective of, well, because I need to try to hold down things and I have to right. make sure everything stays together. That's exactly why I need to share so that's that right. I can get support, so I can get more help when I need to. And then on occasion, it's okay to, to share the burden and not have to suffer alone. That's right. And ha has your family been more open since you've found that out as this is this oh, how you communicate more? Completely, Adam. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you. And for that, I'm thankful. Mm. Quite frankly, it's not solely just about breast cancer. It's about any sort of health issues that right. you're having. You've right. got to make sure you have to make sure the communication is there. And what happened in this instance, specifically because of finding out about the breast cancer that two of my aunts had and having the conversation about it, it was a door that opened and it opened and it was open. And then from that point on, we were able to have a lot more open discussions and dialogues. I really look forward to a time and a place in a world where talking about medical issues such as breast cancer yeah. is as easy as saying, oh, I have a hat, you have a hat. That's right. There's no stigma attached to it. There's no shame attached to it. No one asked to have breast cancer. That's it's right. like, no, you're not asking for that. But if instead it's just like, oh, okay, so how are you doing? Oh, wow. I, I went to the doctor and I found these things out and I really could use some help. Yeah. If we get to a place where it's just that common, then we will be able to even have more changes because I think so many times people are thinking that, okay, well, it's still someone else that that's impacting. That's right. So, uh, so I, and I would, I would gather by what you're saying, it sounds like this has actually made your family closer. Is that a, is that a good assumption? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. It has. And I think it's one thing that you have a tradition of oral history. That's you right. have a tradition of that's the way stories are shared. You don't have everyone who's writing blog posts about it. You don't have everyone that's writing a, a book about it. Right. So this oral history and oral tradition is so important. So when I think, wow, if we're able to talk even more, especially when you have those age differences, it's like if you don't, if you don't talk, think about how much you're missing out on and you're never going to be able to know. That's right. So the openness, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for it. That's right. That's right. So zooming out, speaking just a little bit more broadly, you know, there are yeah. a lot of articles and studies about keeping ailments a secret and, and that's not really being talked about. Any thoughts about right. why that's not a topic of discussion right now? Yeah. You know, and I think mental illness is one of, of many ailments that people, people do keep secret. And I think in part it's because you can't physically see it. Think about it, even with breast cancer. So oftentimes if you're only looking at someone being ill as something that you can physically see and identify with your own two eyes, then you're missing out on a lot of things such right. as mental illness, such as various cancers, such as other different struggles that people are going through. When someone says, oh, I broke my leg, there's no shame involved with that. Yeah, if someone right. says, oh, well, you know, I'm depressed. Okay, why is there the stigma and the shame there? I think that's where secrecy comes from is because of shame. So mm. it takes, it takes, I would say, everyone to normalize these conversations to make sure there is no shame at all. 
Right. Well, I think, you know, and with depression or breast cancer, you didn't ask for depression or breast cancer. It's not exactly. it's something that happens to you. And so exactly. there should not be shame in that. And therefore, right. if there's not shame in it, then we can share it openly and be honest right. with our communities and get support, right? I think it even begs a, a deeper and bigger question, which is, is it the person who is suffering, feeling shameful, or is it the person who is not, who is making someone feel? ashamed of it right or is it both or is it both? exactly yeah. and that's right. where i was getting at i think it's both you have to mm. think there has to be something something that's preventing people from being more open about this and what mm. is it if we can get to the issue of like what's the root of this why is it right because you do deserve to have people help you and you do deserve exactly. support because every everyone has value and and needs exactly. that support that's right. And I That's think right. that what you just said is so important. It's like, yes, you deserve to have someone help you. You deserve to have support. Just literally always thinking you don't have to do it alone. That's right. And I always think that there's, even with my company, I always say no one succeeds alone. Sometimes you need a boost. And That's I think right. in this instance, it's the same thing, whether you're dealing with trying to develop personally or whether you're trying to get through and be supported when you're having some sort of physical or mental health issue. That's right. That's right. So what advice would you give to families who keep their ailments a secret? Ooh, <laughs> it's an oversimplification when you say just talk, right? Because yeah. if it were as easy as people just talking about it, more people would. Mm. So I would say the advice is find something that you can compare it to that is easy for you to talk about. Think of it in that same way, which ultimately means it's a mindset shift. And then mm. share from that place. If you, if I were to ask you, Adam, oh, what's one of the, you know, have you read a good blog or have you seen a good movie or lately? Mm. I suspect you'd be able to think of something almost yeah. immediately to Absolutely. be able to say. Right. So using even something as simple as that saying, all right. Well, I can just equally share too health information, especially right. now I get it. If people are saying, oh, I want to be private and I don't want to disclose it to people I don't know, well then disclose to people who you do know, right. you know, and just know that oftentimes there will be more people who will be there and willing to help and support than who won't be. That's right. And I'm wondering if part of it is that, oh, I don't want to be a burden. Oh, I don't. And I think, yeah. quite frankly, I, I'm even thinking of my mother in this instance, who is like, oh, no, well, I didn't call you because I figured you were really busy. Like, okay, well, right. likely, but that's not a good reason not to call. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. I think it's akin to that. Like, yeah. oh, well, I didn't want to be a burden because I'm thinking this and everybody is transferring what their feelings may be onto other people, as right. opposed to it being like, just try. You know yeah. what? And if you have a conversation with one person and it doesn't go as you anticipated, have a conversation with another and have a conversation with another. Yep. That's right. That's right. I love that. I love that. So last question, what advice would you give to someone who may have a diagnosis and would like to share that with their family and ask for support? Ooh, wow. It's so interesting because I think about this and in many ways, I feel ill-equipped mm. to even answer it because I haven't had a diagnosis. But I think if I had, what would I want someone to give me for advice? 
Right. And what would I hope that they would tell me if I were concerned about sharing or not sharing? And the advice would be, once again, understand that no one succeeds alone in any way. That's right. So the advice would be, no one ever succeeds alone. So in in terms of being able to successfully have a support system, to successfully be able to continue with everything that's involved with the diagnosis, not only just the the physical physical things that you're going to have to deal with, but even mentally and emotionally what's yeah. gonna to have to happen. That's right. That really just know no one succeeds alone. So in order to be more successful, lean on people. Let them be a boost. Yeah. And if I can add one thing, no one succeeds alone and that's okay, right? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, that, I think it, it begs a question. Where is it and how did it become this unwritten rule that people think, oh, I have to do it all myself? Right. Like right. where or where is it and how is it determined or believed that, oh, if I'm reaching out for, to help, to get help from others, then it diminishes me in some way. That's right. And I think right. in many instances, that's what ends up happening is people yeah. think that, oh, it makes me look weak if I share this diagnosis, if, diagnosis, if I'm talking about an illness, if I'm saying I'm not completely 100% okay. Right. It's what you're saying. It is. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it it, is in okay. fact, it's like it, it's not expected that you would be because right. no one is. No one is. Everyone no one's, has. No something. one's 100% okay all the time. Oh, That's exactly. Sure. Oh, completely not. <laughs> we, we all have something. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's great. Well, Kwanzaa, this has been fantastic. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and just sharing your story and your insight. And uh, I, I just really appreciate your time and love to have you back sometime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Adam, I would absolutely love to be back at any point in time. And you know, once again, being on the board of Coleman has been so wonderful. And I do just want to, I want to share one thing. And that is Coleman now has the African-American Health Equity Initiative that they're mm-hmm. working on specifically right. to make sure that women in, in communities of color understand that, hey, research is being done. You should share your stories more. And it's just something that I thought would be important to share. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.